Would you like to know the most interesting part about that? Yeah. She doesn't show up on the top build cast list on IMDb. Well, that's a poor Nonsense. choice. Like you have to you have to scroll down real far to get to <laughs> Molly Ringwald. Oh dear. You're listening to Love Ya, a guided tour through the wide and wonderful world of streaming teen rom-coms. I am your co-host, Martha Sullivan, young adult librarian and YA lit enthusiast. And I am joined, as always, by my other co-host. I'm Marin Hagman, uh, adult services librarian and rom-com enthusiast. Uh, And today we are going to be talking about... Um, the 2018 Netflix original adaptation of Dumplin. Uh, Dumplin is based on a book by Julie Murphy of the same name. Um, I'm just going to sidebar here real quick to note that I have read and loved this book, unlike a few of the other adaptations that we have uh, looked at for the show. I have actually read Dumplin, and I could not recommend the book highly enough. So that's where I'm kind of coming from. Um, but the movie stars Danielle McDonald as Willow Dean Dixon, Jennifer Aniston as her mother, Rosie Dixon, uh, Odea Rush as Ellen, who I believe we just saw in Let It Snow as Addie, the friend. Yes. Maddie Balio as Millie Mitchellchuck, Bex Taylor-Klaus as Hannah, Luke Benward as Bo and a variety of fabulous uh, teens and also actors playing wonderful drag queens. Um, This movie is about Willow Dean Dixon, who is a plus-size teenager uh, who lives in the small town of... Culver City? Clover something. Clover City? Clover City, Uh, Yeah. yeah. Clover City. Uh, where the annual Miss Teen Blue Bonnet pageant is the cultural queen of the city. Uh, her mother, Rosie, has been officiating the pageant for several years uh, and was a prior winner when she herself was a teen. Um, and in an act of defiance, after Willow or after Will uh, discovers that her recently deceased Aunt Lucy, uh, started filling out the application, but never quite worked up the nerve to actually enter the pageant. She decides that she is going to take it by storm and force people to re-examine uh, their priorities in terms of who are the girls that get to compete and be taken seriously. Uh, she is joined by fellow outcasts Millie and Hannah, uh, as well as her best friend Ellen, who is, I think, slightly less on the outcast side, but still just as dedicated to getting people to re-examine, um, you know, their impressions of the girls who uh, turn out for beauty pageants. Um, The kind of underlying score for this whole movie is Dolly Parton, who is Will's and Ellen's musical idol. Uh, which is another thing that Will picked up from her Aunt Lucy. 
uh, the movie goes through the preparations for the pageant uh, and also Will's budding romance with a very hot uh, line cook, Bo, who works at the fast food restaurant that Will also works at. Uh, and culminates in a victorious pageant showing for all the girls involved. We make a quick side detour to a Dolly Parton drag bar, which I find delightful every time I watch this movie. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just find, I find this movie to be a joy. I, it just, it makes me smile whenever I watch it, which yeah. at this point has been a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is... You know, it's like something else I associate with the South, like a biscuit. Like, it's just, like, warm and fluffy and feels good going down. And mm-hmm. you just want more of it. Yeah. Uh, Julie Murphy did write a sequel to Dumplin' called Puddin', which is, well, sequel in that it involves um, Millie as the main character. Uh, and we get to hang out with... Um, these characters a little uh, more I don't think you need to have read Dumplin to appreciate Puddin but I also just think that you should read both of them because they are both uh, delightful Julie Murphy is a plus sized author so I appreciated her um, very concerted effort to um, bring some plus sized girls into the field of YA which in addition to being kind of overwhelmingly white can also be overwhelmingly thin um and i think that will and millie are both a plus uh plus size characters yeah Uh, but enough about the book we're here to talk about the movie (laughs) (laughs) Um. yeah and i think well speaking of the transition from the book to the movie i think they did a very smart job um choosing jennifer aniston to play Willow Dean's mom, um, I think she does a really good job of, you know, you can understand, or you can see, really, the, like, fissures in her and Willow Dean's relationship, but you can also, like, she's not, like, overwhelmingly, you know, she's not portrayed in evil anyway. it just, you can see exactly, like, each of their points of view and why, why these fissures in the, their relationship has happened um, without it feeling like one or the other of them is in the right or the wrong necessarily. Um, and I, I appreciated that dynamic. And I think, yeah, it was a smart choice casting someone as charming as Jennifer Aniston. For sure. Um, one of the things that I think the movie gets across really, really well is that these are two people who have developed really different priorities in their lives. Um, And you get the feeling that Rosie, uh, even though she's Will's mom, um, was never, I I guess you don't get the feeling. I I think it's, it's portrayed pretty explicitly actually. Um, But she was never as close to Will as her sister, Lucy, um, by virtue of having different priorities and, really by virtue of being um, not plus-sized in a city that clearly uh, values, like, aesthetic thinness over well, 
And there's even uh, a scene where I I think actually like the root of it is is that like she had to work a lot, and so I think she just isn't she wasn't you know as Willow Dean was growing up she wasn't as home home as often. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's a really great moment where Willow Dean gets suspended for defending Millie, and you know Rosie is horrified and comes and you know really chews her out and. There's some definitely like some pretty fat phobic like um, assumptions made on Rosie's part about like you know you've got to just like let it go and you know kind of not no wonder you're bullied but like you if only you would you know you and Lucy had worked harder to lose her weight blah 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 anyway but um. You know, so one of the reasons I really love this scene is they kind of, she unpacks that, you know, not only does she have trouble relating to Willow Dean because of their difference in size, but also just the sheer fact that, you know, she had to work a lot. And Jennifer Aniston, I think, has this really great acting moment where she was like, where there's this really powerful moment where Willow Dean tells her, for the record, we both know who raised me, and it wasn't you. And Jennifer Aniston kind of snaps back. Well, I was too busy, you know, working to put a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is, you know, such a beautiful moment, and and really establishes, you know, it makes this relationship really feel lived in and authentic. Um, you know that both of them. You know, certainly not to excuse Rosie Dixon's fat phobia, um, but that, you know, there it's not just that. There's there's more, you know, it's more complex than that. There is, you know, the, the reason she wasn't around as much is a pretty valid one. True. No, absolutely. I also think, I also really liked that moment because it helps kind of contextualize why the pageant is so important to Rosie like because she works a lot um and you get she works a lot and is also a single mom so you get the feeling that she doesn't have a whole lot in her life that is hers like just like that she can do just for her own satisfaction and enjoyment and clearly the pageant has kind of taken that place in her life like it was something she was really proud of when she was a teen and she won and has continued to be this kind of thing that is beautiful and um you know is work on her part because like she helps alter uh, a lot of the dresses for the girls um and is like a lot of her time but it's something she does not because she's getting paid for it or because um, it adds any value to her life other than just the enjoyment that she gets for it. Um, which is never explicitly stated in the movie, but I think kind of comes through in context yeah. how important the, the pageant stuff is for her. Well, and it's revealed that, you know, as a, as a young person, she herself was fat, and so... I think we get the sense that not only is the pageant, you know, something in her life that is still a break from her everyday, very busy schedule, but also that it was really this crowning achievement of feeling like, 
she finally fit in um, mm-hmm. after losing the weight. Um, yeah, and you you get this sense that for her this was a an acknowledgement that you know she had she had made it. She had become thin, and you know the yeah she had she had conquered that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I could just talk about this all day. This is like this is like kids <laughs> like uh and and what's beautiful about it too is that it's this very subtle and powerful thing and then otherwise you know, a story about be- you know, beauty pageants. <laughs> like I think yeah. that's one thing that's so great about this film is it really you know, it manages to hit on these pretty, you know, deep and deep issues. While also, like, being cloaked in a team rom-com. So let's talk about that romance. Oh! Um. Oh, my stars. <laughs> Whew! Yes, so Bo is the very attractive line cook, as I said, at the fast food restaurant that Will works at. And he has a crush on her the whole movie. Um, and part of Will's storyline is... Um, kind of overcoming the self-consciousness she feels about like, oh, someone that attractive could never actually be into someone who looks like me. Like it's a, it's a very, I don't trust what is happening um, because I don't like the way I look. So how could you like the way I look? Which to be totally honest with you all is a sentiment that I identify with incredibly deeply. Um, the, when they have their first kiss, it is all extremely cute and sweet. And then he puts his hand kind of on her side, which causes her to freak out and kind of run away because that is, you know, the, like, the, the love handle area. Um, and I just, I appreciated that for Bo, there's never like a, oh, well, I'm going to go on a date with a more conventionally attractive girl because um, you're pushing me away or whatever. Like the whole movie, he's just like, no, I think you're hot. I'm into you. I like you a lot. Catch up. <laughs> Yeah, and I and you know you can even see it in that first scene where Willa Dean has to fix. Um, so they they work together at this um, burger place, and Willa Dean's coworker forgets to get this table's order, and they're getting upset, and she just kind of swoops in and you know solves the situation, and they they cut to Bo in the back as he's watching this unfold and he just gets this big grin on his face as he watches, you know, Willa Dean solve this situation and you're like, oh, like right from that moment, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, he, he's into her. Um, Will is a, Will is a fixer. She is a problem solver. Yeah. Well, and even, I mean, even before that, like the first moment we're introduced to Bo, she is... I'm assuming running late to work and desperately, like, pushing the buzzer to get in the staff entrance. And 
you know, he opens the door with this, like, swagger and big smile and, like, blocks the door because clearly he wants to talk to her. And she, you know, kind of almost, like, clunches herself down into a little ball and runs under his arm. Um, And I think that's such a good introduction to that dynamic of, oh, yeah, he, like, he wants to talk to her. He wants to hang out with her. And she's like, ah, no, like, he can't possibly like me that way. Ah." And just kind of, like, shying away. Um, But I think they do, you know, a really great job of part of Willow Dean's journey throughout this story is her, you know, learning to love herself. And, you know, that culminates part, well, it really, it truly culminates in a Dolly sing-along at the Dolly Drag Bar. Um, which is delightful. But the moment before that, <laughs> um, she, you know, goes to Bo and finally, like, is able to accept that, yes, he really, really does like me for me. Well, and I think that, the, I think it's important that that scene happens after her experiences at the drag bar. It happens after her very, uh, her really wonderful per- talent performance at the pageant. Mm-hmm. And it also happens after her mom and her have the moment where her mom is like about to, you know, prepared to, or I guess it, it happens after she and her mom have a, a moment where her mom tells her like, you look beautiful. I'm so proud of you. So yeah. all of these th- all of these incredibly validating things have happened, which is not to say that Will needed other people's validation, but I, I, I don't think it's out of line to say that like a 17-year-old derives a lot of self-satisfaction from the validation of others. So like bolstered by all of this positive reinforcement kind of helps give her the strength to, you know, go and be extremely confident and sexy and uh you know finally like kind of accept the attention that Bo has been trying to give her the whole movie yeah I think that's a good way to put it and I think that um yeah I think she finally you know and with some yeah some reinforcement from her mom from the delightful drag queens who we haven't gotten to talking about yet, but we're about just... to spend six hours talking about the drag queens. <laughs> oh, they're just so wonderful. Um, you know, once she has got, and you know, and honestly, too, the validation of feeling the success, she performs this lovely Dolly um, themed magic trick show that goes really well. Um, so, you know, she gets, yeah, she gets all that as a, a culminating experience. And, and I would say, too, like, I feel like, you know, that's a really healthy dynamic for a teen romance to evolve. And also, I have to say, I think those two actors have some of the best chemistry of any of these romances that we've seen. Like, you can truly just see in their acting that clearly they just you know like each other absolutely um so let's talk about the drag queens yes so so i think this is very connected to 
Dolly Parton's presence in this movie. So, like, Dolly has been this kind of iconic presence for Will based on, or at least originally based on how much her Aunt Lucy loved and idolized Dolly. So that is something that Will has carried into her, um, carried through her life, both through an honest appreciation of Dolly and also, I think, because it helps her stay connected to Lucy. So at some point, she finds a flyer for a bar that she and Millie and Hannah go to one night to check it out. And it turns out that it is a drag bar um, specializing in Dolly Parton drag queens um, who eventually become mentors for the girls to help them kind of figure out how to balance being a pageant girl while also bringing themselves to that experience. Um, I love everything about these scenes. Yes. <laughs> um, I also love that this is a sequence that we get in a movie that takes place in the South and also continues to be extremely Southern. Um, I, I feel like sometimes the uh, impulse for media that takes place in the South is to highlight kind of how conservative people are and how resistant to, um, you know, more out there, like, identifications and presentations and how close-minded people can be. Like, that always feels like the thematic thing that people want to emphasize. And I think it's important to remember that the South is full of a lot of people. So you you can you can have a scene like this that is not beset by, like, homophobia or anything it just exists um, well, in a movie and to double down on that i love that so millie uh, has been hiding from her mom the fact that she is participating in this concert she's been telling her mom she's been at a knitting club and her mom you know finds out and they convince her to let millie stay and perform and her mom just by chance ends up sitting next to the drag queens at the show. And I love that instead of there being any sort of, ooh, like, blah, 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 like, she finds out that these people sitting next to her are cheering for her daughter, too. And they all cheer together um, when Will, when Millie receives the second, or the first runner-up. Um, and then her mom comes to the drag bar at the end and is, you know, there for the dolly sing-along. Like, yeah, the fact that they're drag queens is never really commented on, yeah. I guess. Or, like, Jennifer Aniston gets one moment where um, I think Will and Elle and Ellen are talking about Millie's mom being there. And, or someone references somebody sitting in the audience next to a drag queen. And Jennifer Aniston has a very quick little, like, what? But that's it. Yeah. Um, and then they come, the drag queens step in in, the emergen in an emergency where Jennifer Aniston's dress breaks. Um, and they jump in to help her find something to wear. And she does have a moment where she's like, oh, like, this is what I'm wearing. Okay. But then she just kind of goes for it. <laughs> Well, and I think a lot of that, because we, we have seen her repeatedly be like, oh, that's that's a little too sexy 
for the pageant. So I almost felt like the the dress was more of the like, oh, this is like too sexy rather than yeah. this came from a drag queen. Right, right. Yeah, she wasn't like she wasn't commenting on like the fact that the drag queen gave it to her. She was just more like, oh, what is this thing I'm wearing that they gave me? You know. Yes. It's less on them and more on the the outfit. But yeah, that's kind of the only like moment of whoa that we get even related. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I really love and I love the way that the the girls like what they learn from the drag queens is like they're still into they're still learning how to do the pageant stuff. Like they they learn how to walk in heels and how to perform really well. But the point is not adapt the point is almost not adapting them to fit the pageant, but how to adapt the pageant stuff to fit who they are. Um, Cause they're, they teach them how to like shimmy during the opening dance so that they're still doing the steps that they learn, but it's got a little bit of sass to it. Um, and will works out her magic routine uh, with one of the artists. And it's all just very like, pageant but make it fashion uh, which made me a little bit more comfortable with the whole idea of using the pageant as a backdrop for girls kind of discovering or coming into themselves because beauty pageants are still sort of a problematic thing um but i i thought this was a good i thought this was a good way to use that as a story device and still get across the point that like these are girls who are finding confidence in themselves um through a kind of stereotypic uh, i don't know i'm i'm losing my i'm losing my thread here um well i think what you're getting at is that you know the the girls are using this you know heteronormative patriarchal event um, to find what well both to you know kind of rebel within the context of the event but also to figure out what feels comfortable for them um, I mean there's that beautiful moment where in the swimsuit event um, Will comes out and, you know, she, and then unexpectedly her best friend Ellen comes out and they turn around and their two swim, the backs of their two swimsuits together say, everybody is a swimsuit body. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, you know, part of figuring out how to both be themselves, but also make their mark on these heteronormative patriarchal institutions. Mm-hmm. So how do we feel about Ellen? Because I admit that I have a little bit of an issue, not necessarily with her character, but in how they end up... Let me see if I can phrase this. How do I want to phrase this? I had a little bit of trouble with this idea of 
all teen girls have body image issues. Not that I don't think that's true because I know that it is, but it didn't seem... I had a little bit of a problem equating the self-confidence issues of a conventionally attractive girl with Will who deals with very real like bullying and verbal abuse and you know all the things that come with being a plus-sized person in our world I don't think that I really liked putting those two things on the same level because they're not yeah um and it it did definitely make me think about I think there's been an attempt recently to to co-opt the uh fat positive movement into body positivity um and that you know i read this really wonderful book that i would recommend to everyone called do you have the right to remain fat um by i believe her name is virgie tovar let me look that Mm -hmm. up and she has a really beautiful chapter um, in that book about this, um, yep, Virgie Tovar, and she kind of talks about, you know, how that happened, um, in the early aughts, and, um, yeah, and that, you know, we, we do have to be careful to say, well, yes, we should be, you know, it goes without saying that, yes, everyone's, everyone deserves to have, self-confidence and dignity and yes we as a culture have just up notions of body image but also like fat people face real discrimination and we yeah we can't uh, can't equate those things yeah so while i did appreciate ellen showing up for will um i maybe could have done without the like I, I, mm. Well, and it's tough. I guess the I guess the, the the movie kind of draws a direct equivalence there, but I don't know how they could have kept in the the swimsuit scene and written it differently. So yeah. maybe actually maybe maybe they could have just added a line from Will about like it's not maybe they could have expounded on the conversation rather than trying to cut it or change it. Like it's not the same. And then, you know, Ellen gets to acknowledge, no, it's not, but I'm, I still love you and I'm still here for you. Yeah. We kind of make it more a moment of solidarity than a moment of, ah, this is something both these girls are dealing with. Yeah. She also has a line when they are fighting, when Ellen says, I never thought of you as fat. That oh, me the wrong yeah. Way. I did cringe a little uh, bit at that. Because I, I think the direction that the conversation about like body positivity, I think the direction that we should be going is not to continue to make fat a bad word, but rather just make it a neutral word. Right. Because like comparatively, Will is plus sized. That, that is a reality of the body that she physically lives in. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it is more empowering and positive to acknowledge like, yes, I am fat, but that's not a bad thing. It is just a physical description 
of the body that I inhabit. Right. That it, it it's not something I need to, like, somehow, like, be, that, like, you have to see through that or something, you know. It's like, no, she is who she is. Um, and it's not like you strip away the fatness to get at the real person in between, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah, that, I couldn't have done without that line. So I'm in love with Millie Mitchellchuk, oh, and yes. I want to protect her and hold her close. She is, she is sort of the counterpoint to Will's, uh, like, cynicism and pragmatism like she is there for the pageant because she is excited and she wants to be there um, and she has wanted she, to be in this pageant since she was little she is she eight years old it. um and yeah she is just very earnest and honest and um tr- not transparent um what word am I thinking of, Marn? Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I think you're thinking of the opposite of guarded. She is very unguarded. Yeah, it's it's what she wants to do, and she's approaching it with 110%. Um, you get the feeling that this is how Millie approaches everything in her life that she is excited about. There are no half measures for her. Um, and she, the fact that she then gets to win the runner-up prize it's it's the this is when i cry at the oh, moment yeah. in the movie when they announce that she's the runner up um because she has joined like she signs up for the pageant she sees that will is doing it which gives her the confidence to do it herself but she's not trying to stick it to anybody she just honestly wants to participate and then having that be rewarded like you know that the judges you get the feeling that the judges in the city they are all taking this competition way too seriously and are not the sort of this is not the kind of competition that they would give her this as a token right achievement like it means something that millie wins the runner-up prize for this and i think when you're watching her performance in the pageant, like she rocks it. Oh her yeah. Suit is this adorable, like red gingham one piece. And she gets this really cute little move where she turns around and when she turns back, she's got these awesome sunglasses on. Where and can I just, buy that swimsuit? I need that swimsuit in my life. It is so perfect. Um, but that's the moment I think of the movie when you feel that things maybe could change a little bit in this town. Like maybe we can start to combat some of the vitriolic fat phobia. You know, if, if they can see that this thing that they have all taken so seriously all of these years, that somebody like Millie or Will has a place in the pageant, like that can be kind of the first proof positive that these these people can change um yeah and i just kept thinking you know as the counterpoint to this i kept thinking about that episode of parks and rec and i think it's in the second season where leslie is it might just be called the beauty pageant leslie 
um, and Tom are judges for a beauty pageant, and Leslie really tries to push hard for the judging um, to really be based on their um, participants' accomplishments and blah, blah, blah. And the other judges are just very openly like, nope, we're going to pick that girl because she's really attractive. Um, mm-hmm. So it just made me think about, like, as a contrast to that, we're okay. Like, yeah, they, you know, the judges took that seriously. And, you know, Millie's amazing performance was rewarded. Well, and I, I do think that it is also important to point out that, um, did you do, what's the actress's name again? That Maddie Balio, who plays Millie, is a beautiful young woman. Yes. Like, it's, um, she and Danielle McDonald are both really lovely people, um, which is, I guess I point out for no other reason than, like, it's still an acknowledgement that a plus-sized girl can be beautiful in, um, you know, standing up next to all of these, like, skinny and athletic and toned blonde uh, teenagers. Yeah. I don't know what my point was there. I hope they make a Puddin movie so that we can watch uh, so that we can watch Maddie more because I think she was also an extremely charming performer. Oh yeah. I would love to watch a version and I would hope they make it soon so she could still play Millie. Oh, and I'm looking at the cast list on the IMDb page, and I just want to point out real real quick that Kathy Najimi from Hocus Pocus plays her mother. Aww. Which I love. That's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I have the sense that we don't really particularly, I mean, other than that moment with Ellen, I, I don't think there's much rom-com rehab to do here. Nope. It, it's just pretty great. It is. This movie is solid. Um, It's a really lovely adaptation. Um, They do make some changes between the text and the movie, but I think most of the changes they make are very cinematic like in the book her um will's final or her talent performance ends up being a a big lip sync to dolly parton which gets her disqualified because it was not the performance that got approved um i think the magic show is much more visually attract much more visually compelling mm-hmm. than just a straight like, like lip sync performance would have been um and she still gets disqualified for other stuff, which is, I think, the important part. Yeah. Um, that she gets DQ'd, but then still shows up for to escort Ellen and still gets to have that really lovely moment with uh, her mom backstage. Yeah, which is really kind of the... should be the focus. I think one of the things the movie could have done a little bit better... Um, Hannah is a lesbian in the book and is visually coded as such in the movie. Mm. I would have maybe appreciated a little more explicit representation there just because, you know, we don't get a lot of 
queer characters in stories like this. Yeah. Um, although I say that while also just having spent like 10 minutes talking about how fabulous the drag queens were. Um, but that, that could have been, that's the kind of thing that they could have solved with like a line or right. a quick scene with Hannah's girlfriend. Yeah. Also goth doesn't necessarily always have to equate to lesbian. Right. In the way that it kind of is in this movie. But yeah, I really love this one, Maren. Me too. It, it would have meant a lot to me, I think, as a teenager. Yeah. I... At least the book, probably the movie. And I'm glad that it exists in the world. Yeah. I think I think this is a great thing that I, yeah, wish I had had circa 2005. Um, we should also say that it was nominated for Best Original Song in a Motion Picture. Um, Dolly Parton wrote an original song for it. I don't... Let's, what was the... What's the name of the song she wrote for this movie? Oh. Yeah, Dolly Parton was, like, super thrilled about uh, this whole deal. And, like, came to hang out on set. I think she came to the, like, the red carpet event for it. Oh. Um, yeah, what is, is it? Was it the Two Doors Down one? No, I believe it is Here I Am and Girl in the Movies. Okay. Girl in the Mo- Girl in the Movies is the song. Okay. Um, but yeah, she did write it for the the movie. Um, it got nominated for a Golden Globe. I don't think it won, but you know, I I just think I think it's lovely that um, Dolly was so behind this movie since she is such a kind of integral part of the fabric of it. Yeah, it's great that they were able to get her kind of in on it. So, I think it's pretty obvious, but uh, would we recommend this movie? Oh, yeah. Everyone should watch this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's it's a little on the longer side. It's an hour and 50 minutes, but it's very entertaining. I don't think you feel... I have watched shorter movies that I felt the length more. Oh, yeah. um, Than in this one. Yeah, I think it is also just, like, well-crafted in terms of, you know, every scene serves a purpose moves the story along there's really there's not you know any sort of like chuff so we both really loved this movie and would absolutely recommend it but what else can we recommend to our listening public today Maren, what are you recommending for our listeners um so taking with the theme of pageants i am recommending the 1999 no i think cult classic drop dead gorgeous um Ooh. Which is also not what I thought you were about to say. Ah, uh, which is also centered around a pageant, um, and stars some actors who went on to do really big things. Um, it stars Kirsten Dunst, um, Brittany Murphy, um, a- Amy Adams is in her debut in this movie, um, and it also has some pretty well-known names like Ellen Barkin, Allison Janney, um, Kirstie Alley. But, yep, it, it follows contestants um, in a pageant in small-town Minnesota um, who die in mysterious ways. So it's a very, it's a, it's a very dark comedy um, about this pageant that also features murder, but um, is hilarious and I think has 
similarly to Jennifer's body, um, been rediscovered um, lately as a pretty um, an excellent movie that got forgotten in its time, but now is getting some acknowledgement. So yeah, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Everyone should watch it. It's so good. Um, and I am going to recommend the Hulu original TV show Shrill, mm. based off of the Lindy West memoir of the same name. Um, Shrill is a six-episode show about Annie, who's played by A.D. Bryant, uh, who is a plus-sized girl um, who decides that she is going to stop um, taking everyone's BS when it comes to her body and her self-confidence and uh, kind of goes through a process where she learns to or starts to learn um, how to feel more comfortable in her own body. Uh, the third episode features a plus-sized pool party that made me cry through the whole episode. Um, just by virtue of you never see that many beautiful plus-sized women in one space. Um, I just, I thought it was a well-shot, well-written show. Um, the main character is certainly not a perfect person. She makes a lot of questionable life decisions that she then has to, like, deal with the, the fallout from. Um, but the core of the show is that Annie, Annie does not have to change to feel better about herself. Um... Which felt like a very Willow Dean message to me. Yeah. Um, for our next book, we are returning to the well of YA lit adaptations on Netflix. Uh, we are going to be watching and discussing The Kissing Booth, um, which stars doo -doo -doo, Joey King in the lead role, um, Molly Ringwald as. Her mother? I think the boy's mother is what Wikipedia yeah, her, is saying. Molly Ringwald, yeah, Molly Ringwald as the mother of her best friend um, and is another Netflix original adaptation of a YA lit uh, book. So I'm excited to get into that. Uh, Marin, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore star underscore danced, um, where I tweet a lot about romance novels um, and Minnesota and maps. Um, so if any of those things interest you, feel free to give me a follow. Uh, and you can find me on all the places at Magical Martha. I'm on Twitter and Instagram mostly. Um, and I also write a newsletter, which comes out a couple of times a month, that you can find at tinyletter.com backslash magicalmartha. You can find our show uh, on the feed that we share with our sister show, Did You Do Your Homework? Um, we are on Twitter and Instagram at DYDYH Podcast. Uh, you can find our show on SoundCloud at Did You Do Your Homework? We alternate our spot on, the, on that Wednesday feed with uh, Did You Do Your Homework? which is the podcast that I do with Marin's husband, Pete, where we yell a lot about media that we make each other experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can get in touch with us at show at, at homeworkpodcast.com. 
Uh, you can also find us on Facebook just by searching Did You Do Your Homework? Um, and I think that will just about do it for us. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. And don't forget, we love you. Uh, it's always good to discuss one that we actually like. I think we've had a couple now in a row that have been... Yeah, that's true. Know, winners, but I liked Let It Snow. Yeah, that's true. We did. We did. <laughs>